Well, greetings, welcome, have a seat for those in person, those that are online. You're probably already seated, so good for you. But we're going to have a great night. So glad to have you guys with us here and in person, uh, those in person and those online. I get to work with those online a lot, so I think about them, but uh, love them. But, but I'm excited for tonight. God is, is on the move. This weekend, there has been tens of thousands of Christians mobilized that have been praying together, that have been praying for our nation, and prayer is powerful. Um, I think as, as Americans, we tend to downplay prayer. There are, there are countries where they, where they, they take it serious, uh, but as a whole, we don't, we don't give prayer its proper credit. I was reading in my Bible, and actually I was preparing, and this verse came to me. I'm like, where's that verse? Where's that verse? And so I went digging, and I found the verse, and I'm like, what's the context? And, and in 1 Samuel chapter 12, I, I found Samuel speaking to the people of Israel, and he gives like a couple hundred years of history in a matter of just a couple of verses. And he sits here and he goes, all right, so... You guys were called by God. He set you apart and he called you out and you forgot him. And you turned your back on God and problems showed up. And you cried out to God and God showed up and then you forgot God. And then problems came and you called out to God and God sent deliverers and these guys delivered you and then you forgot God and started worshiping other things. And then in, in verse 12 of chapter 12, he goes, you guys said, no, no, but we need a king. We need a physical, political leader. We want to put our hope in a physical, political person. And, and they go, well, that's who's going to save us. And I have news. There are still a lot of people that are wanting to put their hope in a physical, political person. And I really don't it doesn't really matter which person you vote for, what party they came from. Our hope cannot be in somebody who's going to reside in any political office. And he sits here and he goes, no, you guys, you guys turned from God and you put your hope in, in, wanted to put your hope in a physical political leader. And then he goes on and in verse 20, this is, this is what Samuel says to them. He goes, you know, you guys have done all these different things. Do not be afraid. You have done all this evil yet. Do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver. They're empty. He goes, these different things where you're putting your hope, he goes, they'll never be enough. They can never deliver you. For the Lord will not forsake his people for great, for his great name's sake. And then he goes on and in verse 23, he says, moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. I'm like, you have a different understanding of prayer than most of America. Most of America is like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you. I'll send you good vibes. And it's like, what, what does that mean? They're like, well, it means right now I'm going to smile and say something nice and then I'm going to forget about you when I walk away in 10 seconds. And they sit here 
But he goes, far be it for me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. And I'm like, well, what is it? What, what is the difference where he looks at it and goes, far be it from me. If I was to neglect this, it would be a massive fail on my part and it would be a sin. And how much of our church, how much of our country goes, oh yeah, yeah, maybe if there's nothing else that I could possibly do, I'll pray. It is my Hail Mary at like when all hope is gone. When the doctor says, sorry, there's nothing else that we can do. You're going to die. They're like, now it's time to pray. And he's got a very different perspective. I'm like, what is this difference where, where he says, far be it from me that I should sin against God by not praying. And they look at here and go, well, if there's no other hope, then possibly maybe I'll, I'll, I'll pray. And I go, there's a different understanding because so much of of this understanding is, well, well, if I can maybe, they they think that prayer is their way to try to manipulate God into granting their Christmas list. They think God is the divine Santa. I'm going to submit my list. And, and, And this is so many of their perspectives, but then you have what, what is his perspective? Because his perspective was filled with power, but it also was filled with responsibility. So what is this difference? Because the one is, is wanting to twist God's arm to try to get something. And there's a lot of times where as I have heard Christians say or Christians talk about, you know, here's how to pray and have somebody else respond. Well, aren't you just manipulating God? Trying to force God to grant your requests by praying in some specific manner? Is that like a spell? If you use the right words, you get what you want. And, and like those are legitimate questions, but it comes from these different understandings or a lack of understanding of what prayer really is. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 says, Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God tells us to pray for what he already wants. Does that ever like mess with your head? You're like, if you already want it, why do I have to pray it? And that very thought betrays a wrong thought that we have. Because when that thought crosses our mind, it says my prayer is about making God want something. But it's not. And that's why he tells you, pray, my will is done on earth as it is in heaven. But if you think that everything that happens on earth is what God wants, then it's really hard for you to have a powerful prayer life because you're assuming that everything that happens is what God wants. And because he's God, that you don't play a significant role in it. And so you can be over here going, well, I'll give it a shot if there's no other chance. But Samuel said, no, 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 far be it from me that I should sin by not praying. And so he goes, there's a responsibility When you look at the Bible, Jesus said that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but that he comes to bring life and life more abundantly. And he paints this picture and says, you have an enemy, and this is what he brings, and this is what I bring. And he says, look around. Is everything this? No. He says that the enemy goes to kill, steal, and destroy. He says in James 4, 7, to resist the devil, and then he'll flee from you. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, cast your cares on God, because he cares for you. And then it goes on and says, your enemy, the devil, goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 3, we get a picture of God's will being done. 
He says, when God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven, he says that heaven will come down, that God will be with man, man will be with God, he will be their God, they will be his people. And there will be no more mourning. Someone's phone heard me and wants to read Revelations. (laughs) All right, but he goes through and he says that there'll be no more mourning, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more death. And he goes, this is, this is what happens when my kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven. This is what he told us to pray for. Well, have we seen that yet? No, then let's pray. That, that's what he's saying. He goes, this is what God told you to pray for. This is not, hey God, let me shove your arm behind your back and manipulate you by using some verses and magic words to get you to do what I want you to do. He goes, no, this is what I want. Come join me and let us partner together to see my will done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants to move and he wants us to be a part of it. See, when God set up the world in Genesis chapter one, he laid out the rules for the way that things would work. In Genesis 1:26, he says, let us make man in our image and let him have dominion over the earth. And God set up and said, on the earth, I want it to run through you. This is how it's going to run. This is how it's going to work. And I'm going to partner with you. And so he set us out to do this. And, and we see sin come in and things get messed up, but Jesus comes to set some things straight. And in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, he says, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. In Matthew 28, Verse 18, Jesus came and said, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me, go therefore. And he goes and he he makes this statement that God wants to partner with us, that he has commissioned us, that he has given us authority. And that when God moves on the earth, he does it in partnership with people. One of the ways that we partner with God is in prayer. You can, there's a lot of ways that you can partner with God. You get to be his hands and feet. And sometimes that means you get to be the hands and the feet, reaching out and touching somebody, blessing somebody, lifting somebody, encouraging somebody. And sometimes it means we partner with God in prayer. And we get down to business and go, God, with the authority that you've given me on the earth as a person, I want to see your will done. I want to see your kingdom come. And you're, in their life, your will means no more sickness. So we're going to cast this sickness out, command it to go in Jesus' name because it has no rights here because that's not what your will said. Your will says that by your stripes we are healed. Your word says that you bring life and life more abundantly. That's death and destruction. That comes from the enemy. We're going to resist it and tell it where to go. And then over here, you know what? You said that you prayed that our soul would prosper and be in health. Well, we're going to pray that they prosper and that they're not in lack and in need because you don't have lack or in need. Your will, and you go through and you say, this is what God's will is. Let's meet him there. Let's pray it. Let's see it come to pass. And it's a powerful, powerful thing. But with, to quote Spider-Man's uncle, (laughs) Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility. See, in Ezekiel, we, we get another picture of this. Ezekiel chapter 37. God wants to see something awesome happen. God's getting ready. And so he calls and he's talking to Ezekiel. And, and this is what he says. Um, the, he, he gets this picture. I guess if you're totally unfamiliar with this, Ezekiel's about to have a vision. He's got this vision and he sees this valley filled with like the most dry bones you could imagine. 
like super dried up. And he looks at it and he's like, that's a lot of bones. And, and God goes, can these bones live? And he's, Ezekiel's pretty smart. He's like, you tell me. <laughs> You're like, obviously they're bones. They're dead. They're like, there's no meat. There's no nothing. There's not even like moisture left in these bones. The obvious answer is no. But when you're talking to God, he's like, wait a second. You tell me. And, and God goes and speaks to him and says, um, in verse four, the Lord said to me, prophesy over these bones. Say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. And these bones will cause breath to enter. And he goes through and he says, this is what you're to say. And you know what happened when God said that? Nothing. And that blows most of our mind. Because we're like, God spoke? And the bones didn't jump? But what did God say? He told Ezekiel, to prophesy. He told Ezekiel to speak. He looked at the driest, harshest, most unimaginable circumstances. And God said, speak to it. And he's like, are you sure? <laughs> Only you know, God. But in verse seven, so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a sound and behold, a rattling and those bones came together bone against bone. And this is what's crazy. God says, I have a plan and I want you to be a part of it. And when God says, I have a plan and this is what my plan is, my plan is to bring hope. My plan is to bring life where there's been death and decay and God speaks and something is waiting but it waited until Ezekiel was ready to partner with God. And when Ezekiel said, here I am, yes, I'll go. He stands, he says, I'll prophesy. And he speaks out and life came into what was dead. Life came into what was decaying. And we are called to pray. We are called to partner with God to see his will done on earth as it is in heaven. We are called to speak out, to speak God's word and to watch it bring life into what was dead. We are called to speak into politics where they have been dead, decayed, and divisive and says life will come into you. There will be healing. There will be restoration. Forgiveness and division is gone in Jesus' name. We get to speak life. We get to partner with God. And it's amazing. It's powerful. Okay, one more verse. Matthew 16, 18. I don't know who pointed this out to me years ago, but this like rocked my world. And I tell you, Peter, and on, I, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When I read that as a kid, I pictured the church cowering behind gates. And somebody pointed out whose gates? Hell's gates. Are gates offensive or defensive? Defensive. He didn't say you're going to run and hide, but you're going to survive. He said 
the gates of hell won't prevail. He said, we're going to charge the gates of hell and steal the people that they're trying to take. He said, we're going to overcome and they will not prevail against us. He said, we're called and commissioned to rob hell of every soul that it's going for. We're called to bring life and to bring hope and to overcome. We have been commissioned with power and authority to see God's will done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's a powerful and awesome thing that we get to be a part of. I feel a little fiery today, but... (laughs) We get to see God's will done. We get to be a part of that. When we pray, we are partnering with God to see his will done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's a powerful, powerful thing. Just because you've seen it doesn't mean it's God's will. You've got to know that if you want to have a powerful prayer life. Because if you think that everything that's coming is coming from God, you're not going to pray. And if you pray, you're going to not pray with power. But when you understand that, no, there's an enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and I am called to partner with God, and the gates of hell will not prevail against me because I'm going to rise up in authority and speak out what God says to speak and to see God's will done in our situations, then you're going to see some power. And we're going to do some praying here in just a minute. But before we do, I want to make sure that if you've not called on the name of the Lord God, he says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God loves you. God wants a relationship with you. And I don't know what you've been through, but if you've been through, there there are people who are watching or who are here who've been through hell and they, they don't know that they want to give their life to God because of what they've been through. That wasn't God's plan. God loves you and his heart hurts for you. He wants to bring forgiveness. He wants to bring healing and he wants to set you free. Before we all pray together for a bunch of different things and we're going to pray with some power, I want to give those that have not made Jesus, those who are not right with the Lord, I want to give them an opportunity first. Can you guys bow your heads and close your eyes? If you're here and you say, today, I need to know Jesus. Today, I want God's will to be done in my life. I want to be his child. I want to know that I'm forgiven, that I'm right with God on my way to heaven. Now I'm going to ask that when I say three, that you raise your hand. Whether you're online, whether you're in here, This is for you. One, two, three. That's me. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Awesome. See both of your hands. Who else says that's me? Another one back there. Who else says that's me? Awesome. All right. We're going to do what God said, and we're going to call in his name. So you can put your hands down. And whether you're in, in the room or not, I want you to repeat after me. Say, God thank you for loving me even when I make mistakes I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done I believe that you died and rose again thank you for washing my sins away I choose to live for you from this day forward in Jesus name amen Awesome. Give them a really big hand. If you made that decision, if, um, we want to hear from you. You can text 616-226-3922, whether you're online or in person. You can click if you're on Church Online, but we want to pray for you or follow up with you afterwards. But without, we're so excited for you guys but we are excited because we get to pray together today. So Nick is going to lead us as we pray together. Nick, welcome. Yes. 
Can we, uh, can we give it up again for those who, uh, who made the decision to give their lives to Christ? That's the, uh, that's the best decision that you could ever make. Hey, we have, a, we have an extremely exciting night uh, still planned for us. The night's not over. Uh, our, our heartbeat for tonight was, yes, to have a, a message to, uh, to teach us about prayer. But then uh, it's one thing to teach about prayer. It's another thing to actually step into it as a family, to activate it and be here as a church praying together. Let me ask you guys, do we have any prayer warriors in the room? Can I just get a yes, yes? Uh, I just, I'm excited after Daniel's message because I just kind of want to speak to some dry bones and like kick the gates of hell in and like bash the teeth in on the devil and all sorts of good things. Um, we have a, a couple different things. Tonight's going to be a, a little bit different, right? Normally we come into a Sunday evening, we kind of sit and we receive. Uh, one of my prayers since I've been on the team of, of planning this evening is, is really just Ephesians 4.12, where it talks about how God gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, the preachers to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And we're going to be in here. We're going to have a team that's going to pray through five different initiatives that we're going to pray over tonight. Um, but the really cool thing, and this is where the equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry really comes in. And this is my prayer that people would respond to this call. is actually out in the hallway... We have five different stations set up. So we're going to be praying in here, especially because we have those who are, are attending online and are going to be partnering with us in prayer. We're so glad that you guys are here and that you guys can join in for that. But for anybody in here and you're able to, to be able to get up and go out to those prayer stations in the hallway, the same exact initiatives that we're praying over in here are out there and then there's bullet points. So even if you go, well, I, I don't know if I'm going to even know what to pray for. Don't even worry about it. You get to the station and we already kind of have it chalked up for you to where you can join with us in prayer. Hey, I see a bunch of my students over here. I expect you guys out there just running and, and just praying over that. We have also five different people out there at each of the stations. So what we're going to do is five different prayer initiatives for five minutes apiece. So I ask for you guys' cooperation and some grace tonight because those guys are out there at the stations to help manage some of the time there. Because <laughs> as prayer warriors, sometimes we want to just get it. Well, five minutes per station, they're just going to politely ask you to move on to the next station after five minutes. But we hope that you will pray with us out there. And then also for anybody that stays in here, we're going to go through and pray in here. Does that make sense? Yes? Head nods? All right. Participation. Praise the Lord. Uh, the five different uh, different initiatives that we're praying over tonight is going to be praying for our nation. So we have LaShondra, if you could start heading up here to, uh, to grab the mic. We're going to do uh, our nation first, then we're going to go into praying for peace, worldwide revival, health and healing, and then I'll close this out with generations, and we're going to jump back into a song of worship at the end. So... Uh, I just, I want to re-emphasize, even if you're in the middle of the aisle and anything like that, and you're like, well, I don't know if I get up and go out there and pray, then I'm going to be walking past people. And what are they going to, don't even worry about that. If you want to join, we're going to have our team heading out there right now. If you want to go out there and walk around those stations, uh, I ask that you stand up right now and you just start heading out that way. You just go out those doors and we have some people out there that are going to direct you and it's going to be absolutely incredible. So thank you. Give it up for these guys that are going to do, they're just praying with us. This is amazing. Thank you guys for being a part of that. 
And then we're going to jump into this here in a second. Uh, LaShondra, if you want to just start heading up, I just want to do a quick little prayer to open us up tonight, and then uh, I'll pass it over to LaShondra. Then you can grab that mic right there. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for tonight. Father, we thank you for everybody that could be here with us. We thank you that we get to come together as a body to lift prayers to you, to partner with your heartbeat, and to pull your kingdom down to this earth. So, Father, we thank you for everybody in this room. We thank you for everybody online that's partnering with us out there. And we thank you for everyone that's doing their prayer walk out in the hallway. We just pray that your will be done, your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Let us go to the throne on behalf of our nation. Father God, I just thank you so much, Father, for your holiness for your righteousness, Father, that we can come to your throne of grace and receive mercy and grace in this time of need. Father, I pray right now, Father, for our nation, dear Lord, for righteousness to prevail. We ask, dear God, that you would touch hearts, awaken hearts to your love, to your goodness. For it's the goodness of the Lord that brings repentance and we need a repentant nation right now, Father. Lord, I just thank you, Father. Your word says, blessed is the nation who God is the Lord. So we declare today that we are a nation, one nation under God, that you are our God. Father, I just thank you, Jesus, for your righteousness prevailing in the nation. Father, I ask, dear Father, that as we seek your face, Lord, your words say, seek first the kingdom and your righteousness and everything will be added. So, Lord, I thank you that as we seek your kingdom and your righteousness, you are adding, Father, health, prosperity, awareness of your glory, awareness of your presence, healing, wholeness, freedom. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you're adding protection. And, Lord, we thank you for those that are protecting the land, for our authorities, dear Father, for our government, Father. We ask, Lord, that you will charge your angels to encamp around them, Father. Yes, Lord. Surround them and protect them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray right now, Father, as we come together as a body, we come together in agreement, dear Father, that your will be done in our government as it is in heaven. Father, we pray right now for godly men and women, Father, who have the very essence of your character, Father, that will not compromise, but will stand on your word and your truth. Father, we pray for men and women that will not be shaken, Father, but they will be steadfast, unmovable, unshakable, always abounding in the work. Father, that they will be steadfast in their faith Lord, even in this election to come, we ask, dear Father, that you would draw, draw men and women, Father, that have a sincerity for people, a compassionate heart like yours, that they will be men and women like David, who has a heart after yours. Yes, Lord. And Father, I pray right now, Father, 
for your righteousness to prevail in this nation, for your glory to be seen, that other nations, Father, would see the goodness of the Lord and desire to know you, who you are. Father, we pray for salvations, deliverance, transformation. We pray, Father, for complete wholeness and healing, peace in this land. And Father, we ask that our government be established on the shoulders of Jesus, just as your government is, Lord. Yes, Lord, we pray, Father, that there will be a heart for righteousness, truth, and justice. A stand on your word. A fulfilling of your precepts. Father, every decision that comes out from legislation or executive orders, we thank you, dear Father, that they will be the very scriptures and words, dear Father, that line up with your word. And so we just thank you, Father. And Lord, I pray for wisdom as we go to the polls, dear Father. Yes, Lord, discernment. We pray, Lord, for a favorable result of godly men and women. Yes, Father. We speak life, as my brother said, back into our nation. We speak life back into our government, and we declare it as so in the name of Jesus. Amen. And now we will have a call for peace. Before we get into this here, for those of you online, if you have any prayers, uh, by all means, just prayer requests, enter them below. Um, I get to, to pray for peace. And I'm going to start off with a quote by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He says, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And I'm brought to you 1 John 4, 7 through 8. And it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. So I'm going to read that to you one more time. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And I dare say only God can do that. So Lord, we just stand right now and we bind the spirit of hatred. I thank you, Lord, that there's no room in this world for that. I thank you, God, that racism is ended in Jesus' name. And I believe that you and only you can do that, Lord. So we stand in agreement right now, my brothers and sisters before me. Stand, Lord, knowing that our God can do the impossible because the impossible is possible with you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, Lord, and we come together knowing, Lord, that hatred has no room in this household or any household in this nation. Lord, we stand on that and again, we, we, we stand against rebellion, Lord, that anything that opposes the kingdom of heaven shall fall short in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that you are restoring culture and, 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 and honor, Lord, and respect, Lord. We believe that you are restoring honor and what that looks like to those in leadership, to those in our household, to those in our family, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are renewing the minds of what it looks like to honor and respect the ones before us. God, I thank you, Lord, that we, we have the ability to cancel the strategies of the devil. I thank you that his plans, Lord, are falling short. I thank you that his plans for division and social unrest, God, right now are put to the pit of hell. 
I thank you, God, that we can stand in boldness, the boldness that you've given us, not ourselves, because we can't do this alone, but in you, God, we can do anything. So we stand, Lord, and we speak to that. And God, right now, Lord, I just lift up, Lord, and I just believe that the Holy Spirit wants to bring a peace and unity to everyone here. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Acts, 40, uh, Acts 4, 32 says, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. So Lord, I right now, I speak to the pain, God, that, that division has called. And I speak peace in Jesus' name. I speak over those, God, who um, are struggling with the idea of being able to relate to those who are in different circumstances. I speak right now, Lord, unity in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that what the devil meant for evil, you turned around for good. And we stand on that, Jesus. Lord, right now, I thank you, God, that there might be struggles in this nation, but you are so much bigger than that. Lord, our mountains are small compared to how big our God is. The God who holds a universe in his hands, we stand on that, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that our preferences don't define who you are and that your peace overwhelms us right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that you're doing a supernatural thing in this nation, God, and it's because of the peace that you want to give us. So right now, Lord, that same peace, I can, Lord, I believe that same peace destroys the idea of divorce. I believe that that same peace destroys the idea of racism. Lord, I believe with that same peace, God, destroys anything that opposes what God is, and that is love. So we stand on your name, Lord. We believe, Lord, now more than ever, that you want to do something incredible in this nation, in this church, Lord, in this family. We love you, Lord, and we say, have your way in this place. God, there is no room for hatred here. And I thank you that you are filling every single heart here, Lord, with the same peace, Lord, that you've called us to have. So right now, Lord, I just declare peace over my brothers and sisters, Lord. I release that. I thank you, Lord, that in the same way the tongues of fire were on each heads in the upper room, God, I'm declaring that right now in this room, in, in those who are looking through a screen, in those who, Lord, are, are dealing and, and walking right now, grocery shopping, not even realizing, God, that they drop right there in peace. I thank you, Lord, that you are tangible, and I thank you that that peace Wherever we're at right now, whatever struggles we are dealing with, I thank you that that peace is more tangible than ever. In Jesus' name. We're going to go ahead and pray for a revival for the nations. Father, we thank you that you are a good God. And Father, we recognize that you have a plan and your plan is that everyone would come to know you, would submit to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Father, we recognize that the devil has a plan, the enemy has a plan, and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But right now we make a declaration and pray and declare, Lord, that your will will be done in the entire world as it is in heaven. Father, we declare that, that people will rise up and they'll go forth sharing your word. They'll go forth. We pray for missionaries. We pray for those in the missions field, Father. And we 
thank you, Lord, that as they go out, Lord, you'll give them the words to share. You'll supply them with what they need, Lord, that they can go out and they can share your word. Father, we thank you, Lord, that miracles and wonders will go forth so that people can come to know you, so that eyes will be drawn towards you. Father, we pray for the opening up of hearts. Lord, as people are stepping out and sharing your word, Father, the people that they're sharing with, may their hearts be open, Lord, around the world. We thank you, Lord, that people will make a, a, a realization in their heart that, that they need you. Father, that they need you, that they need more of you and that they'll draw near to you. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that people will call upon you Lord, that wicked will forsake their way and that the unrighteous man his thoughts. Lord, let people return to you. Father, we pray for those that have wandered away from you. We pray for the the spiritual prodigal sons and daughters in this world, Lord, that they will return to you. We pray specifically for those people that maybe feel that they can't return to you because of something going on in their life. Lord, may they realize that you love them so much that you sent your one and only son. Father, that as they believe in you, they will not perish, but they will have eternal eternal life. Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit would empower your people around the world, that the Holy Spirit would would call people to go out and share, share you with people around the world. And we thank you, Lord, that as people get connected with you, they're getting filled up, they're getting on fire, Lord, and they're going out sharing who you are with their neighbors, with the people they work with, with their families. Father, we pray for those people that are in the underground church all around the world where maybe they can't get up on a stage and they can't make a declaration. Father, we pray that the underground church would grow in the name of Jesus Christ right now. Lord, that people be drawn to the church. Lord, that they'd realize that the church is a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Father, may people may people begin to, to think, wow, I gotta get to church right now because church is where it's happening. Father, we pray, Lord, that as we live for you, as believers live for you, and we go out, Father, Lord, that that pieces of your kingdom would fall off everywhere that they go. Father, we pray that your power would go forth around this world. Lord, that even in this time of trouble with COVID and everything else going on, that people would be drawn towards you. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are not slow in responding and fulfilling your promise, but you have a desire that everyone would come to know you. Father, you desire that every person on this earth would know who you are. So right now, as a group of believers, we declare right now that anything holding anyone back from experiencing who you are would be gone in Jesus' name. Father, we take a moment and we pray for lies that have been planted in people's minds and in people's hearts that say that you're not good or that you're uh, mean or that you withhold. And Father, we thank you that those lies are gone in the name of Jesus Christ because you are a good God. You are a good Father. You desire to bless people. You desire to fill people up. So we pray right now for the removal of lies and we pray for the revelation of truth right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you, Lord, again, that you are not slow in fulfilling your promise, but you are patient towards us. You're patient towards your people, and you wish that that everyone would reach repentance. So we ask you right now, we say send revival on this world. Call people towards yourself, and may people respond to that call in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord for broken and the hurt 
and the sick and the lost and the wandering coming to you and finding strength and healing and friendship and salvation. We just thank you for all this and we pray all this in Jesus' name. to pray for health and healing tonight. And I want to read with you um, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, distresses, and carried our sorrows and our pains. With his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. If you have a sickness in your body and you are believing tonight for healing, would you just have the courage to stand up and touch that part of your body that you are believing for. Father God, we come to you right now, Lord, and first of all, we want to say that we trust you. You have blessed us with our bodies, Father God, and we trust you right now, Lord, but you have given us the authority to ask and to beseech you for the healings in our body, Father God. You bore those stripes on the cross, Father God. You took them to the cross with you, Father God. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for healing and health in the bodies, Father God. We pray for cancer in the name of Jesus to be gone, Father God. We pray for any diseases within our bones to be gone. We pray against arthritis in the name of Jesus and back pain, Father God. We pray for digestive issues right now, Father God, to be gone in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father God, we pray for the children in here that are feeling, that have illnesses, Father God. We pray against allergies in the name of Jesus, Father God. May those allergies be broken and healed, Father God, right now. Food allergies and seasonal allergies, Lord, we come against those things in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father God, we come to you right now, Father God, and ask for healing in our bodies against anxiety, against depression, against fear, Father God. May it be broken right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. Your blood covers us, Father. You have surrounded us, Lord. You have brought us to you. Father God, we are made in your image. And with that authority, we can say we are healed in the name of Jesus, Father God. You have given us that authority and that proclamation. We know you took it to the cross with you, Father God. There's no question on that, Father God. So we pray against COVID in the name of Jesus, Father God, and it will be eradicated in the name of Jesus, Father God. We come against that awful virus in the name of Jesus that affected so many people, Father God. And we pray healing from it, Father God. We pray it will be destroyed and we will celebrate the fact, Lord, that you will bring healing to this nation in the the fact of COVID, Father God. And we trust you. We trust you for what you're going to do, Father God, but also we trust you in the process. Father, you heal in many ways, and we're going to trust you in the process. And we're going to walk through this process with our heads held high and know, Lord, that you are a redeemer and you are a healer and you are the one that we stand on. Father, you are the one that have built us, Father God. You formed us in our mother's womb. And there's no question about, am I good enough to be healed? Have I done anything wrong that I cannot be healed, God? There's no question on that, Father God, because you are a good Father and you want what's best for us. 
So Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come with every sickness that we have, with every ailment in our family, with everything like physically and mentally and spiritually that we are being challenged on, Father God, that can't make us who we want to be, Father God. And we lay it down today, Father God, and we're not going to pick it up. We're not going to pick it up, Father God. We're going to walk out of these doors in the assurement, in the assurance that you have given us to know, Lord, that we are healed in the name of Jesus, Father God. And if you do that miraculously, and if you do that through doctors, we're going to give you the glory no matter what. Because, Father, you love us. And for those people here that do not feel the love, that feel like there's something wrong with them, that feel like they are not worthy enough for your love, Father God, may they not leave the same. May they not leave with a doubt in their minds, Father God, that you are love, you love them with everything in you, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, and I praise you for the healing right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. We, we praise you right now, Lord, for what you have done in this place today, Father God. And if we walk this process out of healing, Father God, we're going to praise you every day until we see it to the end, Father God, because you are worthy, Lord. You are the rock that we stand on, Father God, and you are the one who we trust. And we are going to give you all the glory and honor for everything that you have done. In Jesus' name. I'm going to be praying over the generation, specifically the next generation, the, the younger generation. And uh, as I think it was uh, Pastor Tim earlier was talking about prodigals coming back, I, I specifically wanted to, to just stand in agreement with anybody in here that might have a prodigal son or daughter that's out wayward right now and just calling them back. So Father God, we just... We just pray over each and every uh, family that's represented in here tonight, God, any family that's represented online, any family at Res Life that has a prodigal child that has walked away from the faith for this season, God, we just call them back. We call them back. We speak and just pray that laborers would come into their lives to speak words of life, of encouragement, to plant seed, to water. And Father, we just pray for the harvest of children, of your children coming back to know you. I pray for restoration in families in this place. Father, we pray for a, a great and mighty revival to break out over our young people of the United States and the world, God. I pray that this would be a generation that would truly grasp the idea of holiness and righteousness rooted in you. Father, that they would be willing to be set aside. I pray that this generation would be willing to stand on truth. God, to search your word in hunger, to see how reality rightly works and to stand on you and your word, your promise for their life. Father, that you would awaken it in this generation's hearts and minds to pursue after you, to chase after the lost, 
to pull your kingdom into this sphere and into this world and just establish your kingdom governance on this planet. God, we release that over this generation, over every single individual alive today, God, that they would feel and sense the call. God, that your people would raise up and sense the call on their life that you have placed on them, God, that we would be a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Father, I pray for the the different generations and we bridge the gap and we pray that the generation gap would just disappear. God, that our young people would honor our old people to seek the wisdom, the guidance, the support, the structure that they have in them. And then the old people would praise the young people for the talents and giftings that the Lord has put in them and help to partner with them and raise them up to be able to run the call that's on their life. We come against division in generations and we speak mentors father figures, mother figures, teachers, pastors, coaches into the lives of our young people. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are leading and guiding this generation into all truth. And Father, we pray that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation, God, that they would have eyes to see and ears to hear. God, that they would respond to your voice. We just declare an obedience over this generation, God, that as they hear your voice, they would act and respond. I'm so encouraged by all the young people that I'm seeing that are truly hungry for the kingdom of God to break out here. And we just release that testimony over the rest of this generation, God, that this would be the first fruits of many to come just pray a great, great awakening into our generations, young and old. And Father, we just say, have your way, have your way, have your way. We just pray an outpouring of your spirit that a fire would just ignite in hearts to chase after you, to chase after your will. And God, as the world systems are trying to attack our young people, we just pray that they would be willing to stand on truth even when it's not the, the census opinion of the world, but they would be willing to be set aside, even ridiculed and persecuted for standing on truth of your word. God, we say, have your way. Have your way. God, we love you. We praise you. We pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.